women get upset when men have. Oh God damn it! Sorry. The wow. I'm upset when Dylan fucking has crazy alarms going off over there. Did Holy your shit. alarm go off? Wow. What the fuck? I'm so sorry. Having a hard enough is time the, focusing here. Is that the alarm that you have attached to Tonya? My heart just jumped. Welcome to the swing set. Climb on up. There is always a swing available. On Life on the Swing Set, the podcast, we explore ethically non-monogamous relationships, the pleasures and passions, the promise and pitfalls. We discuss all aspects of ethical non-monogamy in a fun, open, and welcoming fashion with a gleam in our eye, a bounce in our step, our hands down your pants. Ooh, (laughs) sorry, got ahead of myself. We may be biased. In fact, we most certainly are, but we don't sugarcoat and each of us speaks honestly and earnestly about our thoughts, ideas, and experiences throughout our very own Lives on the Swing set. Thanks for swinging by. Hey, Cooper, guess what? What's that, Shira? I just found the most amazingly sex-positive, eco-friendly, progressive, female-run sex shop. Oh, really? This place sounds great. Who are these people, and how did they get the elusive Shira B. Cat stamp of approval? They have the cutest name. They're called Smitten Kitten. Their brick-and-mortar store is located in Minneapolis, and their online shop is located at www.smittenkittenonline.com. They specialize in high-quality sex toys and equipment for people of all genders and sexual orientations. Handmade, one-of-a-kind items, non-toxic, medical-grade toys, educational books and DVDs, and even ethically produced porn on demand. Oh, Shira. What? Get with the times! Everybody knows about Smitten Kitten Online. Online.com. In fact, Life on the Swing Set has partnered with Smitten Kitten to give all of our listeners a 10% discount when they buy items from their online store. All our listeners have to do is enter the code SWINGSET at checkout and boom! Discount. No way. I can use it too? They have this super hot harness I got my eye on. Absolutely. In fact, I invite you and all of our listeners to go to smittenkittenonline.com and use the product code SWINGSET. Not only will you get 10% off your purchase, but you'll also be supporting one of the most progressive and sex-positive businesses in the industry. All right, Cooper, I'm on it. www.smittenkittenonline.com. Discount code SWINGSET. You'll be glad you came. Welcome back to Life on the Swing Set, the podcast. Tonight, we're doing a listener question mailbag gangbang fun thing for you. Part two. Part two. Is swinging easier for women than men? Several surveys indicate that men care a lot more about whether their women sleep with someone else. Does that mean it's easier for women to deal with the sexual jealousy and enjoy swinging? So, women, is it easy? I mean... Shira, you're um, Polly. Yeah, sorry. But is it easier? Can I can I just say the Polly thing real quick? It's totally easier for women to be Polly than dudes, but for totally different reasons. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think uh, there's there's two different aspects of of swinging easier here, easier in your dynamic with your partner and easier in your dynamic with other partners. But I think what we're going after is the, the, is it easier in the way you deal with your partner being with other people? 
I think there's some truth to your question there. Um, I think men in general are kind of programmed to be possessive of their women. And I'm not saying that we all act out on it or we should, but uh, society in general has kind of shaped up to push men in that direction. I know it did with me. And because of that, I spent much better part of a decade getting rid of uh, this sort of jealousy issue and possessiveness issue and, uh, you know, to be able to do this kind of thing. Once people are past that, I think if people have done the groundwork, uh, men have done the groundwork to be okay with uh, any sort of open lifestyle, I think it can be just as easy for men to process that their partners are with other people as it is for women. But I'll admit that I think that it's harder to get there for men just because of our own societal programming. Uh, Having said that, though, no, actually, I'm going to cut myself off there. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to cut yourself off. Yeah. That's, That's so interesting to me, that question, because it's something that, as I consider things now, if Prof and I were back at the beginning, I would ask about it and really get him to think about it and tell me what he thinks and we would process it and it would be a thing. But it really wasn't a thing for us. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's just because of how Prof is built or if he had already processed it himself or I'm trying to recall when we were first getting started if it was a big thing. And I guess the other part of that question is, does it mean it's easier for women to deal with sexual jealousy? I go to that place of just that, that sexual jealousy, not being something that I can relate much to because I am such a compersion junkie that I, it, it doesn't, register for me. So it's really hard for me to compare the two. But Dylan, your point about men being kind of socialized to be possessive, that is interesting because I've had conversations since, not with Prof, but with other friends around that phenomenon or their experience with it or what that was like for them to process it when they went through it for the first few times. And, um, I don't know. I, it's, it's worthy of more discussion, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, to really look at that from, you know, the societal cultural perspective and how men are socialized and what does it say about you as a man that you, you know, might support your wife and sleeping with another man. And I don't know. I'd love to hear what Christopher Ryan has to say about it. What C. Ryan has to say. Yeah. You called him out. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. I would love it. But I also... I'm sure he'd have a perspective. You know, we've talked a, a number of times on how uh, non-monogamy is sort of a microcosm of the greater society. So I think you're going to... If if you... You may have found these survey uh, suggestions have, may have been found that men do get upset when a woman sleeps around and women do get upset when a man has emotional connections with another person. But I think in general, you're going to find 
just as much variety in reasons for jealousy in uh, in regular monogamy as well as non-monogamy as well as the society at uh, at large you know you're going to find people who have no problem whatsoever you're going to find men who have problem with the emotional connection you're going to find you know, people who get weirdly jealous when uh your spouse kisses another person but no problem with uh oh i don't know anal analingus let's say so you you you're going to find a weird variety of jealousy and that's just because we are as a society weird and we have issues <laughs> and i will i will go out there saying that i get I don't know if I get jealous of sexual stuff, but I get jealous of risk factor stuff. That makes me that 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 that's what does it. If I found it find out a partner is doing new sexy things with someone that raises our risk profile, that upsets me. I don't think that's jealousy. <laughs> is that not jealous? Is that <gasps> no? Not I don't think so. I, th I think that could fall under concern, but I don't think that's jealousy at all. <laughs> I feel like I want, in some ways, it feels like an ownership thing almost, right? Like, I have this thing, this is mine, and now I'm going to have to deal with all these other new things. I guess that's not jealousy. That's not jealousy. That's just... No, it's not jealousy. I don't think that's jealousy. Okay. That's, uh... Yeah, I don't mind that they're fucking... I wish I, wish I had a good thing that that is, but I don't. Yeah, what is that? We'll, we'll have to talk more about that at some point. Something like Dominion. <laughs> Dominion <laughs> could be a very sexy word. Okay, so we we've got a long one, but a good one here. My partner recently started dating an old flame, and the sparks are flying. I was happy and excited for him after their first date. He was so full of confidence and affection after that, and I could only see positives coming from this. They had another date, and the morning after, he said he felt he should let me know that she confessed to him that she still has strong feelings for him. And he admitted he was feeling the same towards her. Okay, I thought, here goes my first experience with sharing my partner in an outside relationship. It felt okay at first, but a little unsettling. We vowed to be open and communicate freely always, and so I didn't hold back. I had many questions in the days following. Mostly I was concerned about her intentions. In our discussions, I discovered that she does not consider herself polyamorous. She is looking for a monogamous relationship. This is what concerns me most. She is aware that he is in a happy, open relationship and has no intention of leaving. How does one share with someone who isn't willing to share too? We left off with his understanding that I can't see any good coming out of this in the long term, and that someone or all of us will end up hurt eventually, but that he would have to decide for himself what he wanted. Both of the dates were dinner at her place, followed by talking, cuddling, and sex. Is he just feeling NRE, and am I worrying unnecessarily? Or is it a bad idea to share with a woman who is playing for keeps? I gotta say, when I saw this question, I had a very quick response to it. But I want to see what everybody else thinks. I fucking hate ex-girlfriending. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. I hate it. I, there's nothing more that, nothing annoys me more than when a, a partner starts chatting up an ex-partner. Interesting. I, I can't explain it. There's, there's like a, like, 
This might be one of my less rational things. <laughs> um, maybe I've had enough guys leave me for ex-girlfriends or something. I don't know what it is, but I fucking hate ex-girlfriending. It's the worst. It's the worst. Okay. So that that's where so I stand. So Shira I is against idea. it. I think, I, I, in general, I think it's weird to go back, uh, to hook back up with a uh, person that you were monogamous with when you're now that you're open in fact well but hold on i fucking think it's a bad idea to hook up with someone that you're you were with before period i think it's weird i have biases people biases and i don't like this shit <laughs> I, I think in general this sounds like a bad idea on its face but uh, this, th- this woman isn't open and she doesn't intend to be so i think that this is one of those cases where it might actually be appropriate for you to have a conversation with her, either separately or with your husband, probably with your husband, and say, listen, this is my husband, and this is what we do, and I understand if you don't want to do this, but if you want to be with my husband, these are the rules, and obviously you'll want to have a conversation with your husband before you do this, just to make sure you're on the same page, but I think the biggest rule is he is my family, he is my primary partner, and if the chips fall down, if things get blown up, then we are with each other, and you need to understand that. And if you still want to be in a relationship with him, uh, and you know this is assuming that he wants to be in a relationship with her, that has to be pretty clear. You know she can't be playing for keeps for him. If that's so, then I think this is something that needs to be broken up right away. You know I know that you want to let your husband do what makes him happy, but if she's Playing for keeps with him, uh, as intelligent as your husband may be, NRE screw things screws things up. Mm-hmm. It it clouds judgment. It causes all sorts of weird things. And just because we had some confusion on Twitter earlier today about another episode, NRE stands for New Relationship Energy. <laughs> yes, New Relationship Energy can screw with people's heads. And um, the adage that uh, a guy's cock will talk for him uh, occasionally bears fruit. Uh, and has some truth to it. So I'm not saying that people will do stupid things because they're with somebody new and shiny, which happens to be old and shiny in this case, but still feels new. I don't know. Maybe I'm going in circles here. But um, I think that you need to make sure you're on the same page with your husband as far as what you'll be comfortable with with this woman and then actually have a pretty strong talk with her. Uh, Figure out whether you actually want to be friends with her or just want to segment the relationship off and say, I need to trust you, honey. But these are the ground rules. Um, but you definitely need to find some co- some sort of equilibrium and some sort of agreement. Uh, otherwise, I think you should kill this. My, might I add, now that I got all my betrayal out, um, <laughs> <laughs> some logic. I'll just add a little bit of logic to what I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan, I think that what you were saying makes a lot of sense. I also wanted to add that it says that she doesn't consider herself polyamorous and that she's looking for a monogamous relationship. She might not actually be looking for a monogamous relationship with your partner. Um, you know, people in polyamorous lifestyles um, embrace a certain amount of impermanence, it seems, that, you know... We are together while this works and it makes sense, but uh, perhaps we will not always be together. Mm-hmm. She might not be playing for keeps with this particular person. Um, and I know that I find myself in this position often um, where I find, you know, I enjoy this person and I don't know what the future holds. 
I will hope for the best and uh, prepare for the worst uh, and, you know, and enjoy the relationship for what makes sense uh, for it to be there. Um, and so maybe they're both looking at it this way and you should discuss you should discuss this. Maybe she has needs, sexual needs, emotional needs, cuddling needs, talking needs, whatever it is. Um, the, that she's getting met through your partner right now, but she might still be out there looking for a different monogamous partner. You should clarify what exactly she's looking for. I'm going to go in and say that she confessed that she still has strong feelings for him. And then said she's looking for monogamy. So while I applaud, Shira, you are giving her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and we should usually give people the benefit of the doubt. In this case, I will will side either... Uh, I'm going to go a little bit with Dylan and say you should have your husband say beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm not leaving my wife to her that you are in this relationship with another person she is a guest in your relationship that sounds uh it's that's weird you can't guarantee that sort of thing what, right now that's it you can you can say your d intentions you can say these are the things i want what do you what do you who who can say i my apology my apologies you you can in any given polyamorous relationship you could say these are our boundaries these are our rules this is how we work but like making guarantees like i don't know it sounds funny to me to say uh if to say up front to lay down the ground rules if shit blows up this is definitely what's going to happen because you never know what the hell's gonna happen and beyond that saying you're a guest in our relationship I, I, they're a person. They're a whole other person, and that's a whole other real relationship. And of course, there's boundaries and guidelines, but they're still people. You can't control things that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. But I understand why Cooper said what he said too. Um, th there's this whole concept that I've always thought of as like you know you kind of own your partner's attention, and I've been you know obviously i've been trying to get away from that and I, yeah. what, I'm, what i'm sorry what, what i was trying to say is like you can't guarantee the way your partner is going to feel after a few months and i think there is a risk in letting him pursue this it, and again letting him pursue this there's that possessive well no it, it's it's not just it. possessive it's, it's, it's you have to define your comfort level in your relationship if you're in a polyamorous relationship but you are uncomfortable with your a partner dating someone who is looking for monogamy that is a perfectly acceptable, I'm uncomfortable with this. It's perfectly acceptable to say that, but not every relationship has veto rules in place. Some relationships. That's, that's true that's that not point. every relationship have has veto rules in place, but I do feel like that I hear what Dylan and Cooper are saying about. I do too. You go to that place where, yeah, you're like, no, this isn't, this doesn't fall within the arena of playing opportunities. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel fair to the woman that he is dating to be like, oh, I know you're monogamous and I know that's what you're looking for, but that's not how I roll and I'm still going to date you. That's not fair. I'm not going to date someone who 
I can't fulfill what they're looking for. So maybe this is like from the perspective of, you know, this outside woman's perspective, the unicorn or whatever we want to deem her, you know, that's like, you don't date someone that you can't give them what they're looking for, or at least intentionally. And that seems pretty on its face, very clear that, no, see, I have a primary partner and this is a done deal and this is how it looks right now. That's not to say that his feelings don't exist. That's not to say any of those other things. But as a as a human being, I would be personally responsible for my emotions and go to that place of saying, I am not able to give you what you're looking for. You need to go date someone who wants to be monogamous, like period. Like that's just, that's where I go with that. So it's not even so much coming from her perspective, meaning the woman who's in the partnership with him. It's from the perspective of if I am that human being who can't give that other human being what they're looking for, I'm cutting that person loose. I, I feel like it's his responsibility to be like, no, this isn't an option. Sorry. Unless he's looking to change his relationship status to be something different where he's going to leave his partner and go to be monogamous with the other woman. Right. Like that just, that just, Seems and it's it's very true that this this other girl, the ex girlfriend, may be passing time in non monogamy on her way right. towards monogamy. That's very true. But the only way to find that out is to ask. They should talk, and and sure. that's very important. Now, what what I will go back to though, you know, I I understand not everybody has veto power, but the problem with that is. This is her first experience sharing her partner in an outside relationship, according to this question. Therefore, I will say if she's at all uncomfortable with it, with her first experience, she needs to be very clear that the situation is uncomfortable. Because otherwise, everything about this question sounds like she is trying really hard to give her husband what he wants but it's not what she wants. And in being too, um, not conceding in being too giving, we can actually cause damage because she's setting herself up for a situation that makes her unhappy, which will cause big trouble in her primary relationship. When instead I think it's very important that she have her husband, her husband needs to make that decision. Is he in a primary relationship and then dating someone else? Because that is his decision. She can't control it. She doesn't have ownership, but she does have, anytime you're in a long-term relationship, you do have extra input, extra money in the, in the bag. You know, you, you, you've played in. So your input is more valuable after right. 10, 15, 20, 30 years than someone who's... But it should just be more valuable. Like, it shouldn't be a discussion of, hey, my input is more valuable. It should just be. So her saying, hey, this makes me uncomfortable, should just be more valuable, and he should act accordingly. And if he's not, then that's weird. Right. And and, and I still go back to the place where it's it's up to him. Like, you need to be responsible to say, you know what? I can't give you what you're looking for, sister. Like, I just can't. You need to take that 
whatever you're feeling, those emotions, that attraction, whatever it is, and be the bigger man and be like, or the bigger woman or whatever, and just say, you know what, this isn't, this isn't how, this isn't what I can give you. I just, if she's declared that she's monogamous and that's what she's looking for, plain and simple, unless he's going to pick up and leave his partnership, he cannot give her a monogamous relationship. It's not, and it, you know, if this, if the other woman wants to renegotiate and say, you know, yeah, I'm cool with this and this is cool and I'm happy to chat with her or whatever it looks like, that's fine. But I just go to the place of him having to take the responsibility rather than, you know, I hear what you're saying, Coop, about her being too giving and all that good stuff. Agreed. But that shouldn't even come into play because if the person you're dating is monogamous and intending to stay monogamous, that doesn't jive with your plans. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't. I think it's interesting listening to you guys uh, and thinking about what I said earlier, um, that my response to the potential loss of control of a situation like this was to establish more control of the situation, uh, much like what we were talking about in the beginning of the show. Right. So Yeah. <laughs> I'll need to check myself a bit. <laughs> and I'm always the far side say la vie girl, so you know the, we balance each other Sherby out. Sure be cats, the voice of polyamory. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I'm the the voice of Polyamory actual. What wait, what's that mean? Um It's a Battlestar Galactica thing. Oh my god. <laughs> my favorite oh my part favorite. about that response was the pause. <laughs> like what have I just done? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, it has only endeared you to me. <laughs> so I think there might have been four different answers in there for you. Oh boy. I, I hope whichever of our responses you choose or your own amalgamation of all of them i hope things go well for you and so do i I hope to hear what happens so let us know we'd like to hear more okay life on the swing set the podcast has to take a quick break when we come back more listener questions hey there swing set fans In the podcasting world, ranking high on iTunes can be the difference between some listeners and lots of listeners. Do us a favor and hop onto iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and submit a one-to-two sentence review. It'll take a few minutes, but it'll help us spread the word. If you're on a mobile device and want to listen to any of our episodes on demand, search for and download Stitcher, and our entire library will be available at your fingertips. Thanks for listening. Okay, so Life on the Swing Set is going to Desire from November 3rd through 10th of 2012. So just before the apocalypse, if you believe what you read. Oh, you mean the uh, the election? Yes, that one. Yes, oh, okay. Good, we can go out with tequila shots then. That, that's Perfect. right. Perfect. Right. In the sex swing. Yeah. Even better. <laughs> We're going to be doing uh, fun party type atmospheres. We're going to be doing a uh, speed dating thing. We're going to have a um, pole dancing lesson, some toy demonstrations. As as you heard, we, we tend to like toy demonstrations. We'll probably have the Cooper there with you if I can smuggle it through Mexican <laughs> security. So, so Cooper, if people are interested in joining us at Desire, how do they find out how to get there? Well, we're going with Char Travel. And uh, if you listen to a few episodes back, you heard them talk about how awesome uh, sexy vacations are. And you can email them at info at chartravel.com. 
or you can give them a call at 215-321-4451. Just make sure you mention that you want to go to Desire with Life on the Swing Set. That sounds great. So if you're interested, please contact Star Travel and we'll see you there. Welcome back to Life on the Swing Set, the podcast. We're finally down to our last few questions, so I'll get this ball rolling with a question on more advanced swinging or polydating. Some of you practice open single dating, independent of your partners. Uh, I don't mean to judge, but at that point, aren't you just practicing open marriage? How can you not get jealous? I think jealousy is a healthy emotion, and by feeling jealous, it kind of shows your partner that you care. I want to address the last part first. I thought you might. I don't... I bet it speaks to Dylan a little bit. Uh, him being of a Hispanic culture. <laughs> right? Well, you, This is uh, a big deal. Th- th- this is a big deal. The, the jealousy thing really is uh, supposed to be one way you show that you love mm-hmm. Is that a specific uh, cultural thing? That's, it, yeah. Really? It, it's, it's a, it's, I, I know that there's a lot of this in culture in general. Um, and Cooper, uh, and, well, I guess everybody, uh, all the browsing on OkCupid. <laughs> One of the there, there's one big question that's uh, is jealousy a healthy thing? Should you be jealous uh, of your partner's attention to other people? Yeah, I've, I'm always interested in the response to that one. Yeah, yeah, because it's like if anybody says yes, jealousy is jealousy is definitely healthy, or Je- you should definitely be jealous. Then it's like nope, nope, hide. But no, that you're supposed to be jealous and supposed to really not want your uh, your woman to be talking to any other men. Um. But Cooper, go ahead and address that part. Well, I've I I've heard this from people all over the spectrum. You know, in in monogamy, in non-monogamy, this idea that somehow jealousy has well, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say any value at all. There is no value in jealousy. The actual feeling of being jealous does not have value. It only causes issue the only i mean there there is a there is a benefit to that pre-jealousy thing because it should wake you up that you're feeling something that you should address but actually feeling jealous i think is is so destructive and it's it's really about you more than your partner well it's a failure of both communication and understanding at that point mm-hmm so I think, first of all, jealousy, not great. Um, second part of the question is, aren't you just practicing open marriage? I think the terms just need to be defined. I think open marriage oftentimes, uh, Ginger, wouldn't you agree open marriage oftentimes gets lumped into the just dating outside your marriage, but not interacting it's almost polyamory yeah you know that's a tricky one and and i feel like it's because i often use open as the description when i talk about my relationship with prof that it's open but i think there would be plenty of people who would take exception to that and say no it's not really open because you give deference, meaning me, I give deference to prof as my primary. And when I hear people discuss open, oftentimes I, what I hear is, you know, you're two individual human beings. You're just out there in the world 
working your thing and you don't have to check in with your partner. You can do whatever you want. You can date whenever you want. You can, they can meet them or not meet them. And so it's, it's much more free form, yeah. not deferential to your partner as a primary or no hierarchy whatsoever with partners. That's how oftentimes I feel like people will use open marriage. But interestingly, when I think through what feels the most descriptive for my relationship, it's an open relationship because we do respect each other as separate human beings who at any point could decide that this isn't what we want from each other and move about the world separately. And, you know, all of these things, we could decide that, but we choose very intentionally to give each other that honored place of primary partner. And that is something that we choose to do. So, it's interesting. So that's the long answer, the long personal answer to that question. And I feel like there'd be plenty of people who would take exception to the way I use the term. Mm. Um, and, and it sounds like the way that the listener is putting the question and saying, isn't that just open marriage when you're dating separately, um, makes that assumption that there isn't that deference or hierarchy or primary identification with one other person. Um, but interestingly, I've heard people in discussions of polyamory and discussions of swinging and discussions of other types of ethical non-monogamy, whatever that looks like, basically say that most people tend to have that one go-to person or whatever that they build their life with. And that's not to say everyone does, but it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing to try to pin down. And what I go to is how do you each see each other in terms of your own free will in, in using the term open as opposed to any kind of deference or hierarchy or primary identification of partnership, if that makes any sense at all. I feel like I'm rambling, but it's it's a tough it one. Is. Yeah, I always think of open as being like people who don't really have to tell their partner stuff and just do what they want. Um, that's kind of how I think of it. Uh, but as far as jealousy being healthy, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's healthy. I understand the viewpoint. I was engaged to a Mexican-American person for a while, and I totally saw that in their in the the family structure and the cultural structure when I was growing up, living in Mexican-American communities. Um, it was a big part of things. Jealousy meant that you cared and that you loved someone. Um, and and that was I, I think that it, that's that way in American culture all in particular um but but big time i is what this is when i had the exposure to it was in those communities and i get it i totally understand it i understand the viewpoint um if that's how you show affection to someone but i don't think that the aftermath is awesome the anger and the uh right 
the the entitlement and that sort of stuff is not a fun thing to experience with your partner. So figure out a way to game that without getting all of the bad things that come along with jealousy. I just I I feel like the concept that jealousy is related to love or affection is misplaced. I, I agree. think it's I think it's completely say like I mean you said it Shira I mean just from the perspective of people who are using jealousy to communicate love or affection should examine how right. they actually communicate love yeah. and affection. Yeah, I, and the fact that the two are commingled in our culture to me gets way down deep into what what's wrong in a lot of relationships. Yeah, cuz all I can hear with with that uh shows your partner that you care is oddly little shop of horrors where Audrey's talking about well he hits me because he cares. <laughs> <laughs> and and right. jealousy is obviously not as bad as, let's say, spousal abuse, but it, it can be a form of emotional <clears throat> abuse because feeling jealous is one thing. And I'll admit, I feel jealous all the time. And this was actually something that Marilyn and I have had to discuss. The The difference is little bits of jealousy don't really matter. What jealousy becomes is what matters. If if it's how you deal yeah, with it. Yeah, if you feel a little fleeting bit of jealousy, like, ah, she got to go to the movies and I didn't get to go to the movies. I'm jealous. That that is jealousy. And it's fine for me to be a little jealous that she got to go to the movies and I didn't in this dorky dorky uh, <laughs> example. But at the same time, it it is not fine for then me to stand up and get all hissy that she got to go to the movies and I didn't. Use this to then create rules where she can't go to the movies if I can't right. go to the movies. That is where jealousy does become abusive. And lame. And, and totally lame. Well, it certainly doesn't accomplish the goal that you're setting out to make happen doesn't work in open relationships that's for sure can i will admit that i have i i get jealous i get jealous a lot and i always say getting being an awesome poly person has nothing to do with whether or not you get jealous it's about how you deal with it um my jealousy comes in the form of uh trust and 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 new relationships I don't ever get jealous with Gavin. You know, I've been with him for a really long time. I trust him intrinsically and we have an awesome relationship. So I don't ever feel that with Gavin that there's anything to be jealous of because I'm just so happy. It's like it's the fear versus love thing, right? They they're, they stand on opposite sides of each other and jealousy uh, is fear, fear of loss. And I'm not scared. I'm not ever scared with Gavin. Um, new relationships, I get scared. Because everything's new and not established, and I get jealous. And I try to be awesome with it, but I do get jealous. Well, plus, jealousy is such a terrible proxy for communicating your love to someone. There's so many better ways you can communicate love to someone, and to do it through a jealous action just kind of sucks. Uh, why not give them a kiss? Or you know, <laughs> spend your time with them in a positive way instead of berating them for looking at that girl wrong? You know, it... it it, it it seems like it's it's such a terrible way to show love when you can do so many other things that show it. 
Uh, I also don't want to claim like jealousy as the bastion of just you know the the Mexican machismo uh, in the community <laughs> no, or anything like I'm that. Sorry I know we weren't implying. I... No, 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 no. We totally weren't no, implying that. No, it uh, was but just, just that was where I got yeah. on board with what they were thinking. Yeah, that's where that, that's where your experience is from. I understood it. Yeah, and and that's where my experience is from. I mean, I. I I didn't think about it, but I, I've actually had some firsthand experience with this. Uh, sorry, secondhand experience, firsthand witnessing of this. Uh, I have an uncle that cheated on an aunt uh, a few years ago, and it caused some pretty significant ripples in uh, my family. Now, I haven't been close with my family in a long time, but I still felt those ripples. And I still feel like uh, at family events, occasionally, there's a little bit of uncomfortableness around that uncle and aunt, just because, you know, you never know when that uncle might check out that girl and that aunt may snap and yell at him again. You know, it's, it's a ticking right. time bomb. You know, it doesn't matter that they're 55. It's, it's, it's going to happen. And uh, uh, so it's, it's adorable. It's sad. It's it sad. Would be adorable. It's also kind of adorable. Uh, uh, but it's adorable because I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes uh, with it's funny because it's not me. Yeah. Right. Using that jealousy and converting it into compersion is a really nice way to handle it. And getting there is tough. But it happens and it's nice. And Ginger's a really good example of that. Ginger is a really good example of that. But Aww. she doesn't have the jealousy part. No, I she guess. doesn't. It's because she's better I don't. than us. Oh, stop it. <laughs> do we have to do this? We don't have to do this. I don't know. Like I said, it, it certainly can take you to a place when you are, you know, swimming upstream, culturally speaking. Like, well, pff, I clearly don't love Prof enough because I've never been jealous of him. And, you know, that was big stuff for me years and years ago. I mean, it's not anymore because... I've processed it, but certainly I go to that place of thinking about examining what is that jealousy really when you dig down deep to the root, like what is that really and what does that say about our culture that you have to have disturbing negative feelings towards someone to demonstrate your love for them? I don't know. Ginger, the way you just put that made me think of the, uh, you know, I've talked about when Marilyn and I, before we were non-monogamous, we both had this feeling of, why am I interested in other people? It must mean I don't love my spouse. And it that, that jealousy thing, that why am I not jealous, it must mean I don't love my spouse. I think that is, is a great example of this societal programming that says exactly this. Feeling jealousy shows your partner that you care. So if you don't feel jealous, and so I think the first thing you, you may want to do, and I don't know if this is because you're considering polyamory or non-monogamy or swinging or any of these things, but I think the first thing you want to do is look at why you feel jealous and try really hard to separate that from the idea that that's how you care. And if you can't separate those two things, Maybe non-monogamy is not the best idea. Jealousy will come up at some point. Sure, and we're the first ones to say that it's not for everyone. Okay, so that wraps up this two-part listener question mailbag. 
If you have questions for us, please do send them in. You can email them, you can call us, you can leave a voicemail, you can send us a text, you can contact us on Facebook or send carrier pigeons. Uh, you can <laughs> write them on a little piece of paper and put it in a bottle and throw it in the ocean and maybe it'll find us, maybe when we're in desire. IP over carrier pigeon does sound good though. Wait, what? <laughs> you you pee over the... No. <laughs> I, knew, right. I knew he was going to say <laughs> that and I just let it hang because I knew where you were going, Dylan and I knew Cooper was like, what the hell is he talking about? So I just didn't say anything. It was like, I was watching it happen. It was awesome. I can't stop clapping now. I suppose no, no, getting you, through two Cooper. outros in a row is is all I can ask for. Cooper, you're going to want to refer to RFC 2549 on the IETF tools page for an explanation of that. I am going to want to do that. Good. <laughs> just, I, I think you will, sir. In the meantime, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the swing set. You can follow us all on Twitter at swing set life at ginger and the prof at Shira B. Katz and at Dylan underscore swing set. You can email us at contactedlifeontheswingset.com. Of course, give us a call, leave us a message, send us a voicemail, all that stuff. 573-55-SWING, 573-557-9464. So thank you guys for an awesome listener question show. It was awesome. And is it weird that I mouth along with you when you say all the outdoors? I like anything you do with your mouth along with me. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that was a softball. You you, you really did set that. I mean, you couldn't have lobbed that in any easier. See, baseball. Again, baseball. Baseball. Because that's what this show is all about. We try. We try. Thank you, listeners, for swinging by. When it comes to online dating, you at home have a lot of options available to you. But we here at Life on the Swing Set recommend Cassidy.com. We've tried many websites in the past, and while most are adequate and some are even pretty good, the one that we keep coming back to is Cassidy.com. And there are a few reasons for that. First of all, and most important to me, is ease of use. If you want to put a picture on your page, you know how to do it. It's intuitive. It's built in. It's Facebook for non-monogamy. Cassidy also has one of the most aggressive campaigns out there to get the most people all around the world onto the site. Right now, potential playmates are scattered throughout regional websites. Wouldn't it be awesome if they were all in one place so you could search one site and find absolutely everyone you were interested in playing with? Well, that's where the campaign for Cassidy comes in. Cassidy need not be your only site, but we recommend you give it a try. And if you sign up using the link on our page, you support Life on the Swing Set so we can continue bringing you what's been called the best non-monogamy podcast out there. Cassidy.com So the last couple podcasts, we've been running a contest. The Smitten Kitten offered us some bondage tape, and after some discussion, we both figured out what it does and what we wanted to do with it, namely give it to you. We chose two voicemails as winners and one, let's say, as an honorable mention. So here we go. Hey, this is Jay. I was called about the bondage tape. What I would like to do is tape my wife Angie's wrist to our friend Marie's ankles. And then tape 
Marie's wrist to Angie's ankles. And then me and Marie's husband, Juan, well, I'm sure we could find something to do while they're doing that. There'd be some hole to fill, I think. And that's what I like to do with the bondage tape. Sorry I didn't add Cooper in there, but it would be kind of freaky to add somebody that I really don't know. I'm with him. It kicked me out. Thanks. Love the show. Hey, Swing Set. This is Jen from Just Like Bunnies. Um, I have been playing around with my husband and uh, restraining him during sex so that he's you know, not able to touch me, not able to move, that kind of thing. So I'm really interested in getting this bondage tape because... Okay, I'll just, I'm just going to spit it out. Um, what I want to do first is, since we're both by, I want to stick a butt plug up his ass, a fairly good-sized butt plug up his ass, um, get him to sit on a kitchen chair, uh, then use the tape to restrain him, uh, arms, legs, hands, everything, so that he's down at his side and, and he can't move, can't touch me. And I'm going to perform a strip tease down to a fishnet body stocking, crotchless, of course, with a collar. Um, and I'll probably have a crop or some kind of paddle just as a fun little toy. Spank him around a little bit and then give him a blowjob. Um, Norm for us is about a half hour, but maybe I could extend it, um, you know, if he's restrained and, and not thrusting back. And then I'm going to get on top and fuck him and probably leave a huge wet spot on the floor. Um, so that's why I would like the bondage tape. If you could uh, give that to me, that would be awesome. Thanks, guys. You guys are doing a great job, and I love listening to you. Have a great day. So this third voicemail is from the ephemeral Gavin, I'm too good for a middle name, Katz. And unfortunately for him, his voicemail was as ineligible as it was tempting. So take a listen. Hey, what's up, Sphinx? This is uh, Gavin Katz here. Uh, I'm calling because uh, I think that, I know, I'm not, I know I'm related, so I'm not actually eligible to win the contest, but I believe that I should be. Now I'll explain why. Sugar B. Katz talks way too goddamn much. She's talking to me all the time at home, and then she's talking to me into doing a podcast where she just talks to me the whole time, doesn't even let me talk. And then when she's not talking to me, she's out talking to monogamous boys and bringing them home, and then they have conversations at home with me where I can't get to talk either. So what I need is for you to send me that bondage tape so I can put it over her mouth, and please just let me enjoy some silence. That's all I'm asking for. Thanks, fingers. Bye! Woot. You laugh at me for quoting Battlestar Galactica and then you say woot? Yeah. I did. I don't feel Nobody you. laughed I at you. You embarrassed yourself. Nobody <laughs> nobody felt nobody on this podcast that. felt that Battlestar Galactica was in any way out of bounds for you to quote. <laughs> you were the one embarrassed by it. Okay. Just like you occasionally go into Radio Dylan voice when you talk about something <laughs> that you feel a little shy about, like butts. Oh, okay, maybe I did embarrass myself. Let's hear the next question. 
I like that one. I think we should use that one many times. In fact, for every question. Every single question. Every single question should just have a canned Dylan saying that. You're listening to a Swingset Podcast. Hear more at lifeontheswingset.com.